Hello, everybody. We're the Film Pigs, uh, and this is our uh, October of 2023 Halloween bacon episode. It's our spooky <laughs> podcast. Uh, I'm Todd Anderson, and I'm here uh, with my good friend, Steve Skelton. Hi, Steve. Hello. Uh, Hello, kids. <laughs> it's so scary. It's so scary. scary. Most people don't know what you're referencing when you say that. No, no, I, I imagine most no one will know what I'm But you are re- referencing so SCTV, oh. I believe. Yeah. 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 Dr. Tongue's 3D House of Stewardesses. <laughs> oh, so scary, kids. <laughs> what what the hell was that guy's name? I'm forgetting his name now. Um, was Joe Flaherty, Joe Flaherty doing... And, and John uh, Candy was... Count, Count yeah, Floyd. Count, Joe Count Flaherty. Floyd. That guy is great. Like, oh, like why isn't... Why didn't Flaherty get, like, lead roles in comedy movies in the 80s? Yeah. He should have been a dad. Like, like... He got, you know, but no, he got, he, Chevy Chase got everything. Yeah, you're right. And it would have been better if Flaherty had, because like, we would, as far as I know, Flaherty isn't he's not a, a giant douche canoe, so we'd still be able to enjoy the vacation <laughs> franchise without feeling like piece of shit white dudes. <laughs> uh, uh, that's, that's true. Flaherty, uh, shout out to that guy. Flaherty. Um, so, uh, I guess, you know, cause this is a bacon episode and it's entirely unprepared. Uh, but the last few episodes we started with strike updates. Um, what do you like Skelton? You're not in SAG-AFTRA. That is correct. I believe I have, I think I still have in my filing cabinet two Taft Hartleys. (laughs) So if I got one more Taft Hartley, I can. Oh, you have, uh, not Taft Hartleys. Not, or vouchers, the, the waiver voucher voucher you get that's three right. yeah. of those vouchers you get three i'm assuming you could that's still valid. yeah if you get three uh, of those uh, vouchers uh. guess what you get to give the union thousands of dollars <laughs> you get a fucking piece of plastic that you put in your wallet and nobody cares about yeah so that's yeah so i've got that i've got that going for me <laughs> it's what is- you're one extra job away why don't you do it why don't you yeah. do an extra job have you thought about it Oh yeah, because it's they're so fun. No, no, I mean just <laughs> things were so bad a few years ago, which they are again. But I went to, you know, basically central casting, central casting, central, yeah. you know, like the 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 entity that Donald Trump 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 often referenced in his speeches. Um, and I went there, and I was, and my manager after I went there was like, "Why did you fucking go there? You can't do extra work, or no one will respect you." And I was like, "Well, that's <laughs> fucked up. I mean, if I want to make some money doing what I do, and that's the yeah, only that, place that will, yeah, hire that's me. at least that's a job that is like in like uh, that's you know what my skill set yeah. includes." So I went, and I went through the whole like there's a whole seminar that you have to sit through if you're signing up for central casting. And then you sit, you sit through like hours of yap. First of all, you have to get there on time because they overbook the rooms. So if you're not in line early, you'll get cut out and you won't get to do it. So you, yeah. And your dreams will be dash and you'll never become a movie. So you have to, yeah, exactly. So you have to sign up. And you have to wait, get early 
to wait in line yeah. so you can get in and listen to this boring fucking seminar where they tell you, you know, basically when you're on set, don't rape people. And you're like, important. Okay. Important <laughs> uh, I'm on it. I will not rape anyone. And then, you know, you get in another line after like three hours of them yapping and they take your photo and you fill out a dumb form and then they start sending you, you know, notices you're, you fit the requirements for this extra gig, which is usually a person who owns a suit, you know, uh, and, you know, right. and they look for different, you know, ethnic backgrounds. Yeah. Different types of people and what different types of suits. Yeah. Yeah. So if you have a, <laughs> if you have a good suit, you got a shot. Anyway, my manager wouldn't let me do it. So then I just spent, because it's two years when you sign up, you're in it for two years. Okay. And then. And oh, then they, okay. Yeah. And then you have to and like. And then they'll stop reapply. sending you stuff. If you stop, if you never take a job, okay. they'll stop sending it. Yeah. But it, you're in it for two years. And you register, by the way, as a background actor in, in searches. For two years, because you signed up for it. Yeah. They just, you know, it's all algorithms. I think I'm trying to remember, like, way back in the day, I don't know if this even still exists, but there was, like, a, where I got my couple of vouchers through. There was, like, a underground, pseudo-underground service that was for... Mm -hmm getting voucher work oh they would get you specifically they would find you work because it like, yeah aren't a guarantee that's what, what exactly exactly it's, it's something that you like if the vouchers are there you need to sort of hound the ad's to make sure you get one yeah no but no but this was this was a this this is in the late 90s um this was uh this was an actual service like it was because i think it's also how uh rob uh, uh gotcha oh, our old friend rob um yeah yeah who voted for trump um, god and, damn him uh yeah all right let's yeah let's just <laughs> let's just stick with the nostalgia story uh fucking idiot but uh he's an idiot so <laughs> <laughs> but uh so but it was like a you signed up with them and you know you you gave them a few hundred bucks i think um and then you had to call in yeah and they it was like a off the books central casting uh -huh. like setup. That's so weird. So, so th that, yeah. that was and another so side hustle on this. There's so many. Um, what are the th pilot fish that uh, crew themselves to sharks and whales and stuff? Yeah, suck yeah. the nutrients out of them. Yeah. So that's what these are. These are pilot fish businesses because now there's the self tape business. Like you can pay someone a hundred dollars to do yourself, help coach you and shoot. Well, no, but it, but it's also it's like it's it's the yeah coaching for that, but it's also like there was, I, I think it's still a little cottage side industry is like here's a self tape booth so you can have a really good yeah, looking yeah. self tape they, they versus just in your setup. closet. It's basically a casting office setup yeah that you pay for yeah. i do them myself yeah, so. myself and i'm totally willing to coach anyone uh on a, a self-tape for 50 dollars. <laughs> there you go there's that's so i have my own uh pilot fish business yeah you're yeah your own uh a side hustle but no but this was like because this i'm trying to remember like i did uh i was a background uh 
cop in the Rene Russo vehicle, Buddy. Oh, with the monkey? The monkey movie? Uh, or yeah. Ape? I'm saying he's an ape, right? Yeah. Monkey. Yeah, ape. It was like, it, I think it's like an ape a or, or something like that. Yeah. It was something. No, like, no, no, no. It was like a gorilla. It was a big, like, Henson animatronic gorilla Like costume. Amy from Congo? Yeah, yeah. It was exactly like Amy, Amy from mad. Congo. People can't yeah. see me just waving yeah. my hand. Yeah, the people can see the arm gesture. <laughs> That's what everything she but, just did uh, this arm wave and it meant different things. Yeah. Depending. No, but I think, I mean, I'm guessing that this kind of like quote unquote service had ins to like a bunch of ADs who they were paying under the table to be like, okay, let us know when you're on a job that's got like, you know, has maxed out uh, extras. Cause you, cause it was like, you could, you could only get like a voucher if there was, you went over, there were too many, like there were, there's, I can't remember what the rules Like if are. there were, yeah, um, I, don't, I never hassled with it. Cause I did get Taft Hartley, which is something that happens, which is a, actually a, Oh, right. Because you got, you got, it's like, if you, cause yeah, if you get like a, if like you're on set, if you're doing an extra or a non-union part in a weird yeah. Uh, spot and then somebody like the director or somebody goes, Oh, I like this guy. Let's, we need to give him, I want to give him this line. Then, then you can get Taft an, Hartley. I Taft mean, Hartley. I got that's, yeah. Taft Hartley. That's an, that's an immediate. Yeah, I got Taft Hartley, which, you know, and it's important to mention this, that the Taft Hartley uh, law on the books is, is a union busting law. It's the, it's a right yes. to work thing. Uh, and it's about busting the union. Um, but you know, but it's also one of the few ways you can actually get into the, <laughs> it's easier to get into the union when you're forced in, uh, than not. Yeah. yeah. And I booked, a, you know, when I started in the nineties, you know, there were commercial, like commercial auditions would come up and I could only go to the ones where they were willing to look at non-union people for a union job. Right. So it was very specific. So to, you know, to get that is, you know, it's hitting the lottery. It's a, it's a, it's a roll of the dice. So I did, a, I got a Pacific Bell ad, um, which was a, a regional commercial, obviously for, uh, you know, California and. Oh yeah. The old pack. Yeah, the old pack it was a pack bell and the, and it was like a new feature on pack bell, which was three way calling three people could talk to each other. And this is not, and this is not like a section. No, it's not. It wasn't threesome calling. It was, it wasn't, (laughs) it wasn't group sex calling. calling. It wasn't a sex. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, that was the thing back then where you could have phone sex with, you know, multiple people. They probably would have stayed in business. Uh, Yeah. I'm sure the porn industry drove the technology that eventually. Oh, fun. Yeah. Fun fact about Pacific Bell though. Um, if you watch the movie Die Hard 2, which is supposed to be taking place in Dulles uh, Airport, uh, the payphones Bruce Willis talks on are clearly marked Pacific yeah. Bell. That's a, that, well, that was a mistake. They they yeah. regret that. Was it a mistake or so much as just a, we don't care? Rennie Harlan wrote a whole book about how he regrets that one error. The one at the Pacific. That was Bell his only error in, in Rennie's entire. That was, that was my my sole error <laughs> was not greeking the Pack Bell <laughs> labels. It's the only the mistake he made. Not Exorcist: The Beginning. Not Twelve Rounds. Not uh, you know. 
Not so anyway. Where, I don't remember. I don't remember where we were I going. With this, I don't know. But, that was uh, a fun. Was, we were just firmly establishing that I'm uh, only partially eligible to join. And you. the reason we brought that up is because uh, we were going to do a quick uh, strike update, and and I brought it up a quick uh, because I'm I'm interested to hear what you see and what you're hearing. Oh yeah, I mean for, from because you know I I you know because I I follow it. Uh, uh, pretty closely and i mean it you know it's it's clear that the studios have just are just rinsing and repeating the same failed tactics they did with the wga and just hoping it works this well, time what, for some reason fucking why why would they do that because because they don't have any because they're idiots yeah, they, they honestly yeah, it's they don't it, they're 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 trying. What they're hoping is that they can now that the they've settled DGA and WGA, that there's going to be more incentive for SAG to settle quickly, so they can get back to work. Um, but the problem is they they I don't think that the studios have internalized. Well, it's either they haven't internalized or they just don't care. Either way, it's it's going to be bad for them, but they just haven't internalized like how how much the rank and file real or seem to have realized like the writers did that there are some very existential threats to their livelihoods mm -hmm. that need to be addressed especially with tech uh so uh and and there's there's literally no reason to not strike forever until that gets addressed yeah. So it's not, it's really, the it's, AI a, I issue think it's less is huge. Um, yeah, it's, I think that's, I think the AI issue is more important than any. Month. I, I, I mean, I'm an actor. So I, for me, the AI is huge, but uh, uh, another sticking point and the WGA kind of compromised a little too much uh, on their streaming residual thing mm -hmm. um and uh and i know uh writers who are on, in the wga uh who have said you know i know a couple of people who i guess who are on the one percent that didn't vote to ratify the new contract uh or at least they vocally say i wish we had stuck it out a little bit longer had pushed had pushed harder um, yeah uh because and i think that that like the DGA folded almost instantly, um, and the WGA struck. It, 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 the DGA folded. It was embarrassing yeah, it, what it, they it, settled yeah, for. Yeah, it's ridiculous. It's pathetic. Um, but that precedent being set is what kind of made these other two strikes go on so long. Um, yeah, and the WGA got a a good deal. I would say not a great deal. Um, and SAG AFTRA is angling for a great deal, uh, which I, yeah, I don't, and I, think I don't think is yeah. unfair. I mean, I, I, you know, fit, what is it? 57 cents, uh, uh, residuals being 57 cents of each subscriber yeah. becomes residuals that are fanned out to everybody, uh, uh all the actors yeah. involved. It's really not that fucking much money. And it's and and the studios like tried to position it as you know the actors are demanding a tariff on uh, subscribers when it's like no, we're saying this is the number we think is fair. You can apply it however you want. 
like you don't even have to increase subscription. You could just divert a, a fraction of your current profits to cover yeah, that. Yeah, they already have. And with without adjusting subscription prices at all. But the first thing, you know, like Netflix and shit did was like, well, they want us to increase your subscri subscription prices. Like, no. They always do that's, that. That's entirely up to the company. It's just yeah, like, that's not, yeah, yeah. You know, it's just like when minimum wage workers working in restaurants, bakeries, you know, anything, uh, retail stores, whatever it is, when they say we want more money because we can't possibly live on this yeah. minimal amount of cash, all we want to do is pay our rent or our mortgage and pay for our groceries and pay our bills. That's all anybody fucking wants. Yeah. All anybody wants is to not be in debt to the man. So Yeah, we're not asking to buy yachts and third vacation. It's not homes. crazy, but whenever it happens, then the people who have the money, uh, the corporates yep. uh, or whatever you want to call them, they immediately blame it on, well, they want, if they want more money, yeah. I'm going to have to raise your prices. So they make yeah. the workers, the bad yeah, guys. And, and the, uh, the unsaid part is there, I'm going to have to raise the prices so I don't lose any of my yeah, personal exactly. profits. And they like, make so I could, much money. I could give them what they wanted and, and give me a little bit less. Yeah. But fuck that. They, they make so much fucking money that the the disappearance of this money from their own very personal coffers they won't feel it they won't yeah, know even, it yeah it, it not, won't change a fucking thing negligible however people now because of this strike are losing their homes they're running up massive yep. consumer debt hello it's me that like all yep. that fucking shit is happening to the workers who just want to not have that trouble we just want to yeah. be able to pay our way without like having to work yeah, you want to be able to make a or a reasonable living the crime yeah. or fucking fake our yeah. own deaths or blow our own brains out for you know life insurance money it's uh it's it's horrible well you can't if you do that the insurance won't pay uh, after two years actually the the suicide clause in most insurance life insurance policies after two years the uh, uh, suicide clause is removed. Um, oh, that's some dark information. I'm sorry, I, I my uh, friend whose mom committed suicide explained it to me because I put oh, it boy. in a a book. I wrote I wrote a book called The Headache Man, which you can get on right, Amazon. Right. Uh, and when I wrote it, and I was in a writing class, and she gent very gently explained to me, actually. Um, that's not true. Wow. Uh, and I was like, oh, uh, I mean, and she, her whole thing is, you know, preventing suicide and all that stuff because of her mom. Yeah. Uh, she's an activist and all that. And I was like, oh, okay. I did not know that. And I looked it up and it's absolutely true. I mean, it's the, it, you have a very specific insurance, life insurance policy. If the suicide clause remains after two years. Okay. All right. So that would be like because you have a history of mental instability right, right. and all that. The insurance company says we'll insure you, but you're going to keep. Yeah. Yeah. But most people, most regs, you know, we can just <laughs> after two years. 
Deck gun. Okay. <laughs> nice. Yeah, and then the and then the jukebox or the the slot machine starts paying out. <laughs> the coins start. No, falling. I'm sure it's that easy. Why did I say jukebox? I confused a jukebox and a slot machine. But I mean, jukebox probably need to lay down as slot machines. You don't get paid. Well, no, it's the reverse. You put coins in the jukebox, but the slot machine sometimes gives them back. No, that's true. But the jukebox just gives you the sweet gift of music. Sweet music. And it's usually like Dire Straits (laughs) or something if you're in the right kind of Well, you picked it. It's the jukebox. (laughs) Whatever you want. Okay, now one thing I do want to talk about regarding the strike, um, because I like this infuriated me, so I can only imagine how white hot rage inducing it was for you when the fucking A-listers pulled up uh, to uh, the SAG negotiating. And then they fucking this brilliant idea. They fucking did it again with the Israel Palestine war. They did it. Well, yeah, but let's, let's stick to, but let's stick to what they were doing with the union, with the, with the, uh, the union negotiations and and fucking around with that. They, they sell it, you know, their spin is we're just trying to help. We're just trying to end this so we can all get back to work. Um, but all it did was undermine the union because union members turn to their union and try to negotiate a uh end to a strike with their money it's undermining the union it has nothing to do with the yeah. fucking contract that we're striking about it has and the, it, and they and they were just their their like so-called solution was just like oh we'll give you some money so people don't have to pay as many dues yeah it was yeah it the i what they said that's it right just like a dues discount we're, we're willing to remove i mean and and i don't know how this quorum of 10 or 12 whatever it was top tier actors uh, I, you know, I don't know. It was they probably, probably got together at the world's douchiest dinner. I, party I'm pretty sure they didn't also and, and represent, convince themselves yeah. what a great idea yeah. it was and patted themselves on the. But back. they were also they were also offering something that every A-list actor would have to do, and I'm pretty sure John Voight wouldn't be behind it. I, I don't know. <laughs> Um, but there's a lot of actors who I'd be like, they would be like, fuck you. I don't want. And what they were saying was, we'll remove the dues cap. Yeah. Um, which is something personally that I think should have happened a long time ago, but it has nothing to do with the strike. It has nothing. Yeah. Or what you're striking for. Yeah. It has nothing to do with anything. It has nothing to do with our health plan. I mean, so many people in SAG AFTRA, uh, and it's an earning based health plan. Yep. So like, I think it's only like 27, 28% of the membership of the union qualifies for insurance through the union. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's a, small... so this like we'll uncap our dues thing doesn't do anything for that because the health plan is paid for by the fucking people we're fighting against. Yes. Not, George Clooney, not all the you can put yeah. all the dues. It you also want doesn't address the AI issues. It doesn't address yeah, uh, royalties. It doesn't address streaming. Just, it addresses nothing. It's just so aggravating. I mean, and you know, and the and you know, there are various people involved who have these massive careers uh, dependent on IP, dependent on or dependent on low budget 
you know, uh, TV production, if you're looking at like Tyler Perry and people like that, and they're, yeah, and they're yeah. stopped, they're stopped. They can't make their money. So I, I, it's just, and Fran Drescher was overly nice about rejecting it. Um, and the press was super, um, they tried, they were just doing it. They were trying. Isn't that nice that they tried? Yeah. Isn't it nice how these ultra rich yeah. people tried so hard to get back to work, making money for yeah. themselves? And it's fuck you. They didn't try what they tried to do was <laughs> fucking wreck this whole thing. We've been on strike for a hundred fucking days. And these yeah. assholes, <laughs> and I, you know, like I don't buy the George Clooney as a fucking philanthropist liberal anymore. It is fucking bullshit. He is about George Clooney's bottom line. He's about selling Casamigos tequilas. Um, he is not about the working man uh, as much as he always tries to be. And this is proof of that. I mean, proof positive for me. I'm going to get a lot. Of well, it's also, it's also, it's like, I don't like the, the list of uh, A-listers that brought this wonderful solution forward. I looked at that list and I was like, I don't remember seeing any coverage of any of them ever on a picket no, none line of in them the last are. hundred days. And, and, and I had a friend who argued and he retracted it. But he, like somebody was like, if you want to do something fucking Clooney, get on the picket lines. And that's what would actually matter is yeah. if Scarlett Johansson and George Clooney and Tyler Perry and all these fuckwads were actually on picket lines with the the laborers, the, the people who support them in their uh, uh, movies uh, and, and do the, the stuff that doesn't pay much. Um, that would matter. That visual would matter this thing that they did it doesn't help their uh a public image at all i think it makes them look like shitheads i'm sorry that fran drescher was so sort of polite about it i'm sorry that the media has made it like well they tried they were just doing their best Oops, it yeah was just those scrappy we, kids we just didn't understand yeah an oopsie it was an oopsie from the rich yeah riches. we're just dumb rich actors we didn't know we were trying to help fuck that like yeah. they could, like <laughs> all of them all of them could have gone to the fucking amptp if they yeah. don't want to walk the picket lines and they want to negotiate with somebody they could go there yeah go to the AM go yeah. tell the negotiating yeah. team i, I want to go I want to fucking go. I, yeah. I'm George Clooney. I want to go and talk. Cause you, cause you know, like, like somebody that, I mean, is not an A-lister, um, but is a known personality, a known, uh, uh, you know, known celebrity who I have seen on the picket lines from day one, uh, is, uh, Jerry Ryan, uh, who is constantly out there. And, and that's something I think is kind of important to note because, just before the writer's strike hit the last season of uh, the last episodes of season three of Picard um, had aired and spoiler alert, um, you know, the end of that show set up her character in basically a potential new Star Trek show. And there was a huge groundswell of fan support for trying to, uh, d get this show into development and 
the strike obviously has derailed that and there's a high degree of pro- pro- probability that you know enough time will have passed that paramount will just go and eh, you know the fans were interested then and that's yeah. when we were interested but now we're not so well, a lot of stuff you know, is going is, away and getting canceled as a yeah so this is like a uh you know this is like a a, a potential you know series lead uh you know uh jumping off point uh for her that you know, it would have been in her best interest for the strikes to end as soon as possible. And instead she's been out there yeah. like every, like every week I see something where, you know, Hey, there's Jerry Ryan, there's more Star Trek people, you know? Uh, and, uh, and so that's, you know, you know, George Clooney should be more like Jerry Ryan. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Or more like Jesse Plemons or Aaron mm-hmm. Paul or, uh, 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 yeah, and Aaron, yeah, and there's Aaron, and Aaron Pauls is can still sell his actor, actor booze, yeah, yeah, they uh, all have and their... and and be and be on, yeah. uh, the the picket yeah. line, yeah, and didn't Ryan Reynolds picket uh, a, a bunch of famous people have picketed, yeah, who also has actor booze, yeah, so, yeah, he yeah. is actor booze, uh, and he yeah. did say the funniest yeah, thing got... about the. Like I am a hundred percent behind my union, of course. Support it. Just got my uh, dues bill in the mail. I haven't fucking worked. Fun. Uh, like you think they pause that shit <laughs> while we can't work? Yeah, like a rent lit. Like yeah, like we we did like a rent freeze for a while during. Yeah, like, just oh, give we, us a fucking at least. second. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, and a lot of actors are using uh, losing their uh, health insurance right now because uh, yeah. the, the health insurance doesn't stop shooting you out. Premium. Yeah, it doesn't stop counting uh, just because there's yeah. a strike. Yeah. So yeah, I just the whole thing, the whole thing is aggravating to me. You know, and I said this last time, but there's no reason that we should be doing this. This should be just what people with money do because that's the right thing to do, but they're yeah. not. Um, and no, cause they want more. Yeah. Money. They want, they want to keep all their money and the fucking uh, rich actors fucking just undercut us so hard yeah. with that bullshit. I just don't, I, it's not for me. This is an unforgivable offense. Uh, just like when I was on the commercial acting strike in 2000 and I watched uh, Elizabeth Hurley and Tiger Woods and Celia Ward yeah. do struck work. Yep. I have never forgotten that. Lots of people have forgotten. Yeah. That. They still have great uh, careers on camera. So uh, uh, this is another one that I won't forget. Yeah. And yeah. What did the union even do anything about that? Yeah. They got fined. But, they got like but, a, a slap on the wrist. If you fine get a thirty thousand dollar fine off of them in your Tiger Woods, you don't give off a of shit. A fucking yeah. five million dollar payday. You, what mm-hmm. the fuck does that mean? It doesn't mean that's shit. meaningless. Yeah. Um, and that you know, and that's kind of way like if Fran Drescher was really the president that she's supposed to be, she would have fucking blackballed all those fucking actors. Fuck you. We're done. Well, yeah, I mean. I mean, honestly, yeah, I mean, they're, they're under, I mean, like, and she said, it's sweet. I understand what you're doing. It's illegal. This would be an entirely illegal thing. We can't do it, but isn't that sweet that you tried? And well, and but I also like, we don't know, we, we don't know like if something, you know, went on 
behind the scenes where they're like, look, you fuckers need to go fuck off. And we're going to, we'll play nice in the media because we need to keep the focus on the strike and the actual people striking. Um, And if we get in, like, you know, the media would immediately shift all focus to, ooh, SAG hates George Clooney. Yeah, that's. So I, you know, I think there's a strategic reason why you know they they just got the the oopsies but it's another, uh, it's another so reason. so he, so you could just move past it and focus back on the actual it's a, it's another reason though why it, that whole thing was shitty it's because they knew they wouldn't get anything yeah the there'd worst, be no consequences there's no consequences and that's yeah. that's what bothers me i i just think we need to have more consequences for people who try to fucking union it's yeah it's really disappointing because uh everywhere else in the world uh everybody always faces consequences <laughs> i know but if you're that's, rich that's a mainstay that's a mainstay of the universe we live in is is it's everyone will for sure get the proper consequences yeah, for their yeah. actions and, and like happens. and it's like we're like just dragging trump through the legal process and it's like why is this so hard this is yeah. It's yeah, because it's just like that's what I'm saying. I mean, it's like, and with this, why is it so hard to fucking tell George Clooney, okay, you're done. You and this union are done. Good luck with your independent film career. I I just think that we need to be a little bit ballsier about that. Oh, the yeah, SAG could definitely stand to have some more teeth when it comes to the behavior of the its richest Mm -hmm. uh, members. They're sure. so quick to uh, uh, forgive because, you know, I mean, it, it's it's like a double edged sword, I guess, because it matters that the celebrities who are on the line are on the line. Uh, yeah. But it also matters that the celebrities who aren't and are also trying to undermine undermine the strike with what's essentially looks to me like bribery. Um, yeah, it, it, it it's just. It's just icky. Uh, yeah. I mean, we need the celebrities. That's the thing about SAG after is it matters that they can't work. And it, and enough of them were just trying to flip it over f- for their own gain. But I don't know. It's just, I, I just feel like we should be more punitive uh, when people do shit like that. That's yep. just my feeling. Um, let's stop talking about the strike because it's so upsetting. Okay. It's, yeah, it's very let's upsetting. Let's talk about, it really is. I'm, I'm like, I, I'm sorry if I'm like cranky or whatever. I'm, I'm just. I, I, no, no, but it's, ju- it's absolutely justified. I mean, this is. I, a, it's depressing. Uh, this whole fucking thing is depressing. Yeah. I mean, if you're an actor, <laughs> you know, when you don't work for a bunch of months, it doesn't matter the reason why you immediately yeah. start spiraling into ah, fucking it's over. I'm done. I, 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 what do I do? You know, I'm, I'm a loser. Um, and this is a strike, you know, so I'm feeling that way. So we get to a place where I don't have to feel that way, but yeah, I have to go through all this feeling that way just to for the, on the hope that we'll get there. But let's do um, uh, what have you seen lately? Because I know we're, you know, it's Halloween times. 
and, mm-hmm. and there's a lot of horror movies out there. Um, uh, did we talk? I can't remember. Skeleton, remind me. Last time, did I talk about Expendables? Yeah, you mentioned Expendables right. last I thought time. I so. think. Um, and it was because I remember you saying it was terrible. Yeah, it's bad. So uh, I have four. I've seen four. Uh, I mean, I've seen a lot of horror movies uh, this month, but uh, I've seen four that are new. Oh, okay. I don't know if you've seen what. What have you seen lately? No, I mean horror wise lately. Um, the most horror-y was the. I can't remember if I mentioned this last time. I don't think I did. But the last voyage of the. Oh, the, uh, the meter. Yeah, the meter. you did mention that. That's a good vampire. Show. I did mention it, yeah. Which I enjoyed. Yeah, vampire show. Um. Uh. And uh, you know, I had a old old school flavor, which which I like. Um, yeah. And then uh, some of the other stuff is that I got on my list. Isn't horrible. Well, it doesn't matter. Go, go, give me, give me one. All right. I, I saw a uh, blue beetle. Oh, the uh, superhero movie. Yeah. It, uh, Should have been called bland. Beetle. Yeah. It looked bland. The trailers looked bland, but then there was a lot yeah. of like really positive reviews, uh, uh, about it. And, and I was like, really? Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't under, like, I, I, yeah, it just, it, it was a, it, it was just ultimately a pretty by the numbers comic book movie, mm-hmm. like beat for beat. You're just like, I've seen this, this, this structure, right? you know, a dozen times already. So, uh, the, you know, the other, other charms of the movie weren't enough to overcome the, like, I know exactly what's going to happen mm-hmm. next um we're going from here to here to here and then and then they had like george lopez as the wacky uncle or whatever character (laughs) but uh but but like written like the character was actually written as a character character Mm -hmm. like a christopher lloyd mad scientist kind of character and he doesn't have the range to pull that off and they didn't dial it back to fit his range i get it so he seems weird and out of place in his performance. Um, uh, and uh, so you know, stuff like that just felt uh, quite uneven. Um, I know that um, Gunn is, I can't, I can't remember the, the young actor's name is the lead. Um, but uh, I know he's keeping the, that character and that incarnation of the character for his kind of DC comics uh, reboot. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know if he's planning on bringing him into like Justice League or something like that with the with the kind of reboot or kind of stuff. So I'd like to see um, I, I'd be interested to see him. It's uh, uh, I'd be interested to see him like with uh, a punchier script, yeah. you know, that because I, I was kind of like I was kind of liking him, but kind of not liking him. But I think it was more just like because it, it was, was so by the numbers and wrote. I, I think yeah. that's like in a way unfortunately the road James Gunn is going down with his so-called DC reboot. I, I don't think he's going to, I don't well, think, he's I mean, but it depends. It, de- it depends on, you know, how much free reign he's got. Like, you know, if he takes it peacemaker direction, yeah. then there's could be, could be interesting there, but, but it could also, it also feels like, you know, there's the high probability that there's just going to be the, Warner Brothers, DC, James Gunn, house style movies that are just going to be Guardians yeah. Galaxy esque, yeah. but they're going to end up feeling a lot the same. Mm-hmm. 
and the little TV ventures are the words is going to be. And Guardians of the Galaxy, quite frankly, has not gotten better with age and and uh, entries. I still I still like the The first uh, one's great, but the second one with Kurt Russell is not good. Well, the problem with the second one is all the same problem that, again, a lot of comic movies have is the third act becomes CGI monster fest. And and you're not in it. Who cares is you're just watching a couple cartoons go at it. And it would have been better if they would have dialed way back on the CGI fest at the end of that and made it more like give you have Kurt fucking Russell Mm -hmm. as your bad guy. Put his face on screen more in act three, please. Yeah. And I haven't seen like it. It makes it more personal. Yeah. I haven't seen volume three because my son who loves Guardians of the Galaxy. It's like yeah. his Star Wars, really. Um, and he he wasn't crazy about the second one, but he was willing to go with it. I actually... But the third one, I, he I, came I home and he was third... like, that was shit. <laughs> like, that's, that's interesting, because I actually thought... I, I kind of like the third one more than the second hmm. one. Um, oh, but a lot of... But it is kind of too long and a little disjointed. Um, but it's also... It works really. It worked better for. It worked okay for me because I think it also the villain, the main villain. Uh, shit, I, I can't remember this actor either. Um, because like, I'm blanking on everything, but his performance is really, really oh, good. Okay, it's good. Like it's a really good villain. Um, uh, but it is kind of a messy. Uh, all over the like again, it could have been tightened up. I think a lot. Yeah. Uh, more. Yeah, that's a a problem with most uh comic book movie making is it. Well, yeah, they're all like too huge and and unwieldy now and need everything needs to be a giant uh, spectacle. And it's like, why, why don't we make a 90 minute comic book mm-hmm. movie? Like, you know, go back, do like a dread like that. Yeah, was a that great was a good one. Well, book. I mean, like before the Marvel Universe became the thing that it is now, I remember seeing X-Men, the very first X-Men. Oh yeah, way back in like two thousand. I whatever. really liked. It. I'm not. I was never a yeah. comic book movie guy. I mean, I like Superman. I like a couple comic book movies, but like the movie has to be good, well paced yeah. for me to like it because it's like people flying around. Come on, man. it's like I'm. I'm not twelve. <laughs> I don't fucking buy it. But you know, the X Men movie was so well paced, and the characters were so fun. Um, and it, the whole movie was an hour 40. Which yeah. Is not it was a true tight about movie any and... X-Men movie after that. They're all over two yeah. hours. Well, and they also like that first one, I think especially also did a really good job, uh, stripping down, uh, the, the X-Men concept mm-hmm. and the thematic elements of the concept and, and smartly jettisoning, um, details that you know comic book nerds at the time were a little up in arms about but made the characters a lot more clear like for example the anna paquin's rogue character um like just stripping that character down to just her main single mutant power which is you know she she absorbs the the you know, the thoughts and abilities of anybody she touches and it fucks them up, mm. um, which is a terrifying, you know, uh, power to have. Uh, just tripping it down to that versus her incarnation in the comic book, which was she also uh, could 
uh, fly and had some super strength and some invulnerability. And it was because of a fight she got into with another superhero where she held onto them too long and permanently absorbed their thoughts yeah, and identity yeah. and powers. And which is an, in another interesting character bit, but to try and do all that at once in the first movie, you know, kind of thing. I thought it was a smart stripping down to the, to the bare bones of the characters and their, and their thematic elements and really just stripping it down to the main thematic element of, you know, it's, you know, X-Men have always been, you know, the, an allegory for prejudice. Right. So, you know, and, and keeping, you know, the storytelling really lean around that is what makes that first movie uh, work so well. Yeah, I agree. Hey, Cole, can you shut the door? Yeah. Thanks. Uh-huh. My kid just got home. <laughs> he's just going around the house opening he, doors. No, he just got home and he's making a racket. You want to say <laughs> hi to Skelton? <laughs> Are you just going to bite the apple? You won't say hi? He's just going to. What a dick. Well, he's got a mouthful of apples. Hi, Brian. <laughs> Fuck that. <laughs> Jesus, Lord. All right, I'll talk about... Uh, I saw... Okay. The first horror movie I saw in the last month... I'm pretty sure I didn't talk about this last time, but I don't know. Uh, saw 10? Saw X? Oh, Saw 10. Socks. Socks. I saw Socks. <laughs> um... And I'll tell you what, uh, it's pretty good. Did now they like brought back Jigsaw? Yeah, right? it's a prequel. Yeah, it's like, and they're gonna keep doing that because they realize, oh, we should never have actually yeah, killed him off. And they killed him in like the third movie. <laughs> yeah, it was, so like, been, it was a whoop, big whoopsie. They've been hassling with that for movies and movies, <laughs> and they're like, oh wait, everyone does prequels now. We can just do that. We could just do like like we do like Fast and the Furious. We could just do a whole series of movies that are prequels and mid. No, no, no real explanation as to why uh, uh, what's his face who plays Jigsaw Tobin Bell is Tobin so Bell. gaunt yeah. now, even though it's a prequel. Yeah, but who cares? Well, like, you, if we're talking the Saw franchise, you can just we can just be yeah, like. Fine. I don't think anybody cares because you're there for him to be creepy and and stick people in creepy traps. And generally people who deserve it. And that like yeah. sort of the deliciousness of the torture porn uh, franchise. Um, and this one, uh, you know, if you're a Saw fan, it doesn't disappoint. It brings everything you need. And you have Tobin Bell the whole time. And yeah. fucking Shawnee Smith shows up. Oh, I was... Yeah, I was going to ask if Shawnee Smith... It was in the trailer, so it's not really a spoiler. But yeah, Yeah. she shows up. um, And it's good. Shawnee's good. I like her as a psycho. Yeah. Like a cultish psycho. She works very well. Um, Yeah, it was... I thought it was way better than it needed to be. Um, It was definitely better than the last two, which were Jigsaw and Spiral which weren't horrible saw right. movies. I mean, it's saw. So like, what do we have to live up to exactly? And was spiral like a direct saw or was it like a kind of a spinoff? Because it was, was a spinoff. Yeah. It was Chris rock. Yeah. Um, I, f- I feel like I haven't seen it in a minute, but I feel like he's like dealing with a copycat killer. So he's right. Yeah. That's what I thought. Like, yeah. I can't trying to work either. through it. Like jigsaw would work through it. Um, yeah, it's, what would Jigsaw do? I, I don't know. I don't want to figure that out. 
I can't. Jigsaw is too scary. Um, he's got cancer. He doesn't give a fuck. And he, yeah, he's got cancer and he's like really tired, but has enough energy to make all these traps. Well, and this new one is fun because it's about, uh, uh, you know, like, uh, out and we'll call it because it's the United States here. We'll call it out of network doctor. Right. Yeah. Which is no one outside of the U S is going to be like, what What is that? that? Uh, it, How does, this person, you just ex- go, you just go to the yeah, doctor, an experimental <laughs> doctor who does experimental, you know, surgeries and treatments, uh, that kind of like a Dieter laser. Yeah. Like a Dieter from, laser, uh, but it's not, uh, a human center. It's not a human center you know, because that would not cure cancer. Um, I'm pretty, although oddly enough, I think, I think human centipede is in network for Kaiser. <laughs> yeah. No, it's the main thing Kaiser does. It's, it's the only thing it's covered. That's, do you want a human centipede? No, I, ha- I need stitches. We can give you yeah, a human no, centipede. Like I broke my arm. We can human centipede you. That's the only thing. You have a really, you have a really bad health plan. It just says human centipede on your card. What else have you seen lately, Skelton? Uh, I saw... <laughs> I saw uh, the that uh, Kane Mutiny Court Martial. Oh, I watched that. Would you? Did you like yeah. it? Uh, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it uh, good, well enough. I didn't think it was great, but I thought it was like, I I think um, it was like really sharply made, and it had this great feel of kind of like an old school, uh like capturing a stage play. Yeah. Yeah. It, it definitely felt like they were capturing a stage play. Yeah. Um, I thought it was a really like awkward choice to try and adapt it to modern times. Yeah. It was weird because it, I, it, was, it was a very archaic yeah. kind of setup. And, and they only mention they would mention modern technology every now and then. And I was like, Oh, Oh wait. I yeah. feel like that. So those are a little weird. That has been, and also like Ke- Kiefer Sutherland is like the world's old history's oldest Lieutenant commander in the Navy. Uh, and he's got weird scars like, and he talked to me. Yeah. But, uh, but I saw, but I still enjoyed it. I thought it was, you know, uh, you know, it really, you know, for it being feeling a little kind of weird and TV movie ish, it's still like really kind of held my attention. Like, yeah, I was mostly amused by it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I did. I mean, and I think a lot of that has to do with the casting. The actors are interesting, whether you like them or not. They're they're compelling. And yeah, yeah. in it. And God. Yeah. It's like two dead people that I'm hassling with while I'm watching this movie. I know. Yeah. No, but yeah, but it was. And it was also very clearly like just the lowest of possible budgets. Oh yeah. It there was, was like just two, two locations. Yeah. It, yeah we're mo- and, and, and one of which was clearly just a soundstage with a couple of flats. Yeah. And I, but I appreciate that. And yeah, appreciate- but no, but it had that, it had that like that. And I think that's why like freaking like really leaned into the, uh, capturing a play feel. Mm-hmm. Cause why not? Uh, to balance out that. Cause it, you know, cause yeah, it's, you, yeah, there wasn't enough, clearly wasn't enough budget and enough room and enough space to do, you know, we can't do like 
three quarters of the yeah. set. You can have, you know, a, a third of a set mm-hmm. and you have to shoot it like you're like you're it's in a but i like the way that they dealt with that pacing wise by having like new actors taking the stand all the time yeah um and that moved it along like right when like every time i was like about to get i don't know if i'm gonna hang out with this testimony anymore they'd switch it up yeah, yeah, switch it out and bring in yeah. somebody new. Yeah. And, uh, and I'm a sucker for courtroom drama yeah, stuff. Too. I like that. So uh, that was also like, it was kind of like, in, so that was also able to kind of just, you know, keep my attention going. And, and, uh, and I actually, you know, and it's more, you know, I mean, I found it a lot more compelling than like a few good men nonsense. Oh, for sure. Uh, you know, where you get the shouties. Uh, you get him like uh, my whole legal strategy is to get Jack Nicholson to shout at me. Yeah. Well, and the ending of this movie is, and, and I won't say specifically what happens, but I thought it was a really interesting choice given all yeah. that we went through in the courtroom drama and the provings and not provings um, and where it winds up at the end of the trial the the extra you know tag that second location yeah <laughs> like i didn't know how i felt about it i was like oh really oh mm. and you know what i mean it was just yeah, yeah. it kind of leaves you i mean and that's freaking it leaves you in a place of limbo uh at the end yeah. where I, I, I don't know what the fuck was right anymore <laughs> Yeah, and it all, but it's also freaking. It's like, oh, there was like no money here, and he still really shot the hell out. Yeah, of Yeah, yeah, and and he like with the money he spent his money on actors and probably yeah, finding exactly. actors who would work for way less than they normally would. Yeah, but he's freaking, and if freaking calls, you answer because you're not a fucking idiot. So yeah, yeah the 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 acting is across the board good. There are even there's a couple characters on the on the uh, military. Uh, court panel. Oh, on like the pantry. Yeah, who never say the, a yeah. word. And oh yeah, well one of them's one of them's Dale Die is the longtime uh 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 military. Advisor. Yeah, yeah, and then and and he and he usually shows up in cameos in the movies he advises. Right, yeah, of course. And and there's another lady who's a character actress of of great note who sits. Oh yeah, but she, I think she just has like a like couple she lines, barely yeah. speaks. She's mostly just reactive. But that yeah. was something that I liked about it. I was like, oh, there are just people who are here to listen. Yeah, and I thought that was neat. You know, it, not everybody needs to talk. You just you're in a court listening to a trial. You don't need the app. Um, I don't know. Yeah, there was a lot of stuff that I liked about that. Uh, I also saw uh, a, a Exorcist. The believe uh, believer, the exorcist believer, Exor- the exorcist colon believer, believer. yeah. <laughs> and the the new twist on the old exorcist stuff is now there's two girls. That that was the tagline. It's a new twist on the old exorcist. <laughs> That's literally the tagline for Exorcist Two. There, Tick was something like, uh, "The <laughs> world's most ancient evil is back for another go round." <laughs> well, okay. <laughs> All right. um, yeah, so this uh, Exorcist uh, Believer's gotten way worse reviews than it deserves, I would say. Oh, okay. I mean, I mean who's in this one? Uh, n- 
nobody famous except for Ellen Burstyn reprises her role. Uh, oh, okay. Uh, in it, but um, yeah, it's it's good. It, the acting is very good. I I would say across the board. Um, it's got a lot of plot holes and things that you have to forgive. Um, but it's not it's not as bad as the crit. The critics made it sound like it's just this like dull you know cash grab movie and it's not it's it's a cash grab it's making it's making a legitimate swing at being yeah it's trying to be an exorcist movie and and it's made by the same people did the uh, the halloween reboot trilogy of recent years um okay and those weren't danny mcbride's involved i i i I would say that the first one of theirs was very good and then the sequels were not this one i mean i think that you know, the box office returns and the critical reviews will kill it. This is not going to be the trilogy yeah, yeah. they wanted it to be. Uh, but it's not horrible. I mean, if you like horror movies and you like exorcist movies, I, I can point you to there worse, you which is number two <laughs> or either of the prequels are worse. So it it's not the exorcist. Yeah. You cannot make the exorcist again. This is not, this no. is not a, a franchise that can possibly top its its launch, um, but it, you know it's not horrible. There's stuff that you're like, "What? That's stupid," but then you know you get the cheap thrills of the nostalgic cameos and all that. So it, it wasn't nearly as bad as people said. All right. Um, I I saw a, a sequel as well, but not a horror movie. Uh huh. It was an Equalizer. You saw Equalizer 3? I saw Equalizer EQ3. Uh, EQ3. Yeah, Equalizer. Equalizer. And this time, uh, Denzel Washington is vacationing in Italy. I mean, he's actually recovering from uh, injuries. Yeah, he's basically hiding. Yeah, and he's kind of in hiding. And then, uh, but he manages to pick. uh, an Italian village, which is also under siege from a bunch of criminals who he 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 stares at and uh, determines they need equalizing. Yes. Yeah. And then proceeds to equalize. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I enjoyed it. Um, I thought it was fun. I mean, you, like Denzel in doing the equalizer thing is, you know, what's not to like about that. Again, it's like he just like he does that he does that equalizer stare yeah that kind of it's like casual but it's also judging you and figuring out exactly how he's going to kill you yeah, later yeah. uh in a very casual stare watch. yeah and it was a stopwatch so you know that's gonna i'm giving you know, he's looking checking people out yeah. he goes i'm gonna equalize you later i'm gonna equalize you later you definitely need to be equalized later oh yeah i'm just I'm just filing it away for when the equalizing needs to happen. I would say that uh, this movie is it, like absolutely in tune with the entire equalizer franchise as it's been. Um, I've heard people complain about the fact that there wasn't quite enough equalizing. For them. There, there could definitely have been more equalizing. But I that's will agree. true about all of the equalizer movies yes. because yes. unlike the John wick movies where you're thrust into this bizarre universe where literally everyone's a hitman, Yeah. Where like the entire city of yeah. New York is populated by assassins only equalizer, the <laughs> franchise. And I, and I commend it for this, um, goes 
after what the hour, you know, not even an hour long episodes of the TV were, which the Equalizer, yeah. Equalizer establishes so much of that show, like so much of these movies is him establishing a relationship with people who are put upon, with people who are marginalized, yeah. with people who are have these troubles. And then he steps yeah. in. You know, An equalizer. The old equalizer was a white savior. It's much easier to process yeah. now that it's Denzel Washington. But all I'm saying is I, I feel like Equalizer 3 did a very good job of maintaining what the franchise is. It's not John Wick. That's yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, it, yeah, it's not it's never gonna be nonstop action. Um, but you always but I, I think, you know, yeah, I think it's kind of like I I do always think there could be more equalizing, but I don't necessarily make that a huge strike against the movie because like you say, you know, it does do that. It's the, you want more action structure of, you know, figuring out who the people are that need help and who the people are that need to be equalized yeah. uh, and then, and then doing it. So, and Denzel's just always, you know, fun to watch. Yeah. Right? He's, He's just like, always compelling to watch. I, I so. will say this. Um, my wife, halfway through this movie went you know what's different about this one is Denzel actually seems to be tired he, he doesn't seem <laughs> he seems to be a world weary actor who's playing a world weary character versus an actor <laughs> playing a world weary character um, and and I don't think she's wrong uh, on that I, I, I thought his, his performance was a bit subdued Maybe a, yeah, a little too. Uh, and I think that might be what is leading so many people to say the Equalizer 3 didn't have enough equalizing. Equalizing, Because I yeah. think that he wasn't as as in, engaged in it as yeah. he was the first. I also got confused for a minute when Dakota Fanning showed up because I was like, wait, is this a Man on Fire sequel? What's happening? I thought the same uh, thing. I was like, oh, I didn't know I was getting the Man on Fire sequel. Yeah. Uh, which yeah, the, Man of Fire, uh, by the, the unofficial Man of Fire, of course, a remake. Um, yeah. uh, have you ever seen the original with Scott Glenn? I don't. No, I don't think I have. Oh, watch it. I'd be curious to hear what you have to say about it. It's All not right. bad, but it's you know it's like the problems the remake had. It it also has with a lower budget. Um, Right. So uh, it'd be interesting, but Scott Glenn's very good in it. Um, what else do you, do you have another movie? Um, I got a list of stuff on here. I mean, some of the stuff is, uh, I have two more uh, horror movies for Halloween. Um, I can't remember. Yeah. I can't remember if I mentioned last time or not mission impossible dead reckoning part one, dear God, why is it two parts? <laughs> uh, I maybe, no, maybe you texted me. I don't think so. I, yeah, I think I might have just texted you about it while I was yeah, watching yeah. it going. I don't understand why this Tom Cruise versus Siri. Well, they're changing the title part. now. So it's not going to be called Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 2, which is part two fucked up because now one's called Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1. And part 1 gonna and it's going to be Mission, Mission Impossible, Impossible Citizens on Patrol. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it was like, I, I don't understand, like, having watched part one and understanding, like, what the whole plot setup is, I don't understand why you're going to need a, another whole two and a half hour movie to resolve it. Like, this could have been done in one movie. It really, if, like, any other Mission Impossible movie. Mm -hmm. 
And uh, but the main problem I had with it, though, was I think they like are now like way overthinking the will he die or not die in this stunt mm-hmm. uh, bit because it was the most underwhelming death defying stunt of the series. Well, and they over and they I, and overproduced could, it in post production. Yeah. Yeah, that and that's I, I couldn't figure I couldn't put my finger on it for a little while about why I felt that way because it's the stunt itself is actually really cool and the footage of when you know he goes off the motorcycle and stuff that's all live and looks really you know uh, electrifying but it wasn't hitting me like you know what is like when they stapled him to the side of the airplane right uh, or because, when he was doing the suction cups on the side of the- yeah. Because it was just like, and I, I was like, why am I not, why is this not hitting me in the same way? And it was because the, it was the whole lead up to the jump was like, it was like the whole, the whole like cliffside is CG mm-hmm. um, because they built a ramp mm-hmm. and to do that, to ramp it up. And then they just, they, they put all the CG in and that whole lead up to it and, and driving over it because it was all CG'd it had this sheen like it was a Marvel mm-hmm. movie and it had that weird kind of artificial uh, look to it. So my brain immediately went, Oh, this is just CG. So I don't have to believe. Yeah, it. I, I, I agree. I mean, I felt like all the action sequences in that movie, even though I know Tom Cruise does his own stunts and he really hangs off stuff and all that, but it was also computer computer. What, what was around him was all looked yeah. fake yeah and it, and it detracted from the actual real stunt yeah movie. yeah yeah and that's uh that's a weird choice it's interesting yeah because it's like because yeah because it's different and it, you know, it had too many angles it had too many cuts so it made it feel like oh you know we're faking yeah. this as opposed to again like the plane stunt which is just <laughs> he's he's duct taped to the side of the plane and they stick a suction cup a camera right in front of him and just launch the plane yeah yeah <laughs> and you're just like see that yeah, it's like oh that's fuck. great yeah. and that and and you don't need more than no, that um you don't so yeah i think that was a yeah so i don't know if they yeah it like how you could have shot it like you know just put a fucking gopro on his face while he's what? on the motorcycle what? and just do one take and just run honestly all the way I, I would be really curious to watch uh, a Tom Cruise Mission Impossible movie that shot with the technology they had in the seventies. Yeah, well, then he would probably die. Yeah, no, no, no. But I, 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 what I mean is, it like so we see the stunts and it looks real and it feels real, yeah. and there's no computer generated imagery, any special effects or like things that are laid on the film afterwards. I don't know. I, I. That would be cool to see Tom Cruise do an action movie that shot old school, like the stunt. Well, but that's what, again, like going back to the plane stunt, that's what the plane stunt felt. Yeah, like. yeah. But like it, it felt like, oh, that's the stunt man on the wing of the plane and a James Bond. Yeah, Bond absolutely. And, and the early, you know, Mission Impossible movies for sure. But it, like they all have this expensive sheen on them, they all have yeah. this expensive shine the cgi shane yeah. um uh even the first one which had very limited cgi it had mostly just like man people making masks yeah, the mask. but, but the high-end element of its production value i think 
takes me out of the reality of it. If you want me to yeah. like really get invested, really worry about whether or not someone's going to die hanging off a cliff. If it looks grainy and real, then I'm more likely to be involved. So that's what I'm saying. No, that, that, no, that's why I said that, that motorcycle jump, if they should have been a one with a, just a GoPro yeah. stuck to his helmet and just on his face the whole time. But wouldn't it, that would have, would- that would have looked. Really I cool. totally agree. And but wouldn't it be cool to see them try to do a Mission Impossible movie, like now? That looks oh yeah, like a is, Mission yeah. Impossible episode of TV. Yeah. You know where like stuntmen are actually in mortal, in mortal danger. danger constantly. I I, yeah. I know that's a horrible thing to say, but it it like it makes sense to me visually. I can feel it when it's real and when it's not. When yeah, it's, no, you can and tell. And it's super weird when people like take stuff that is real and visually compelling and they they put computers, they edit around it, you know, it's like it's like the Paul Greengrass Bourne movies. Like what I want to yeah. see Matt Damon I want to see the fights. I want to see him the, kick the intricately coordinated and 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 exciting fight scenes that they spent months rehearsing. Yeah. Like, why are you shaking the camera so I can't see? What's That's happening? exactly what I'm saying. What are you covering up? You're covering up something yeah. that is actually happening versus in low budget movies where they cover up something that isn't. Yeah. Doug Lyman didn't do he, it. And you could see the yeah, fight. He didn't. And he shook the camera plenty. Just yeah. not all the time. Uh, do you, uh, should I, Oh, uh, my next one is, uh, yeah, go ahead. Uh, go ahead. Pet cemetery bloodlines. It's the new Pet Cemetery. Uh, well, I assumed it was the new Pet Cemetery when you said the title was Pet yeah. Cemetery Bloodlines. It came straight to streaming. Again, that was like the tagline Pet Cemetery Bloodlines. It's the new Pet Cemetery. <laughs> Look, it, this movie doesn't take Pet Cemetery 2, directed by Mary Lambert, out of the top spot of Pet Cemetery movies. Uh, it doesn't. This, Pet Cemetery Bloodlines is a sequel to the remake of Pet Cemetery or a prequel. Okay. Prequel. I'm sorry. Prequel. So you're hanging out with John Lithgow slash uh, Fred Green's okay. character. Okay. So it's part of the remake. So it's, so it's in the Pet Cemetery multiverse. It's in the, yeah, it's in the multiverse of Pet Cemetery, but it's a direct prequel to the remake with the guy from Brotherhood and the uh, Planet of the Apes movie. And he's in, Oh, okay. And he was in the court martial movie is the defense. Right, 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 right. Yeah. So, yeah. So, uh, okay. Um, This is another movie that the critics were like, this is garbage. And everyone's like, garbage. And I watched it. I was like, it's not that bad. I mean, it's not, it's, it's. In the context of a pet cemetery. In the context of the franchise. It's not the best one. It's not the worst one. <laughs> I don't know what we're screaming about. Pet Se- the first Pet Cemetery is terrible. The remake of Pet Cemetery is also terrible. And it's interesting to me because I think Pet Cemetery 2 with uh, Clancy Brown. The the, the original. Yeah, the, uh, the yeah. sequel. Uh, the sequel. The Pet Cemetery Prime Universe. Pet Cemetery. It wasn't a prequel. Uh, they didn't get all pretentious. It was just. Clancy yeah. Brown and the kid Pet Cemetery uh, Sacred Sacred Timeline. The buddy from Big, you know, the the kid who was his buddy in Big. 
yeah, yeah. he's in it and then Eddie Furlong is in it. Uh and uh and and Clancy Brown gets to do so much in this movie that I, I think a lot of movies don't let Clancy Brown do. You know, where at first he's just like it's a realistic yet awful person. And then yeah. you know, it's Pet Cemetery, so he gets buried and he comes back and then he's like over the top <laughs> fucking monster. It's hilarious. <laughs> So uh, Pet Cemetery Blunlides ha- has none of that, but it has Henry Thomas, who I really like. Oh, yeah. I yeah. always enjoy him. So uh, he's playing, uh, I guess, is it Jed or Judd, the neighbor character? He's playing his right. dad, I think, in this prequel. Um, anyway, where he's just like the whole reason he lives in the town is to just keep people from burying anyone in the Pet Cemetery. <laughs> And then, and then for some reason, he's like, I'm such, let, such a thankless job. I'm, and, and he also doesn't do it. No, because well, the movie hinges on him going, I'm going to let this one go. You know what? I'm going to take, take a break. You go ahead and bury your dead body out there. Oh, laundry's done. And why do undead people, regardless of the franchise, why, when they come back, are they always so mad and aggressive? Well, wouldn't you be? I guess. I don't know. You're like, it's like finally the sweet release of death. I don't have to deal with the mortal world anymore. And it's nonsense. Uh Oh, wait, I'm at a pet cemetery. <laughs> what happened well, now? Know. Wait, I'm back. I don't know. I don't know. Um, do you have any more movies? I have one more. Uh, no, go ahead. Go ahead with the last one. Uh, all right. The other one. And this is what I thought was interesting because saw 10, you know, got actually really Sox. good reviews. Saw X got uh, yeah. good reviews. I mean, for a Saw movie, it was like like somewhere around eighty percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Okay, which yeah, to me is yeah. crazy. Exorcist Believer was like in the twenty percent range. Pet Cemetery also in the twenty percent range. And then the then the straight to streaming who I think it's Hulu or Netflix. I mean, it's a straight to streaming movie called Totally Killer. Um, which tries to do, uh, do you ever see happy death day? I think so. I know that's it's a PG 13 horror movie that just kind of plays, uh, with the time. It's like groundhog day, but as a slasher movie. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's, it's really good. And it's got a good, uh, a sequel though. Totally killer is sort of trying to do that. Uh, but with back to the future. Okay. So it's a time travel slasher movie um, where okay. the characters are all, but, and this movie got great reviews on Netflix. I think it's like, like around 85%. And I was so excited to see it because of that. And, and I like happy death day a lot, you know, and obviously I like back to the future and slasher movies. So this sounded great. And, yeah, this seems like right. This is how could this possibly? Misfire? It was so meta winky. You know what I mean? It's uh, like what they it was too self aware. What they and, don't and... really do in scream movies, like what makes scream movies work, which you know I'm like kind of mediocre on the franchise as a whole, but what makes it work is they're not winking. It's meta yeah. for the audience but not for the characters. Yeah. 
Yeah, the characters are living given circumstances. Right. So because this is back to the future of time travel and the characters are aware, the meta-ness is like too much. It's too much. And the actors yeah. don't seem engaged in their performances. It seems very, it's like a scary movie movie. You know, yeah, it, okay. it just it, without going without doing the like total stupid gags that a scary movie would do, it feels yeah. like that. And and I was really confused as to why it was so well received. But maybe I was in a bad hmm. mood. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I'm on maybe strike. it's you. Sad. Maybe you just maybe you just got out of the pet cemetery and were upset. Uh oh, Todd's frozen. Oh. His face is Sorry, frozen. You... Wait, are you still talking? Yeah. You... No, I wasn't talking. Okay, so maybe it's, it's just your camera. No, it froze. The whole thing froze. Well, I guess that's the show. I'm sorry, the thing froze. We should cancel the show. When the internet freezes and says, you guys have been talking long enough. Yeah, the internet's telling us to shut the fuck up. Yeah, the, 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 the Johnny Depp transcendence internet AI has decided. Fuck you, Johnny Depp. Get out and let me do you, you <laughs> bastard. Dude, Johnny Depp AI. Fucking abusive asshole. I know the courts found this. I know. I know. I'm one of these guys who hangs on to the old thing. Um, all right. So, uh, okay, I guess we'll see everybody uh, next month on the Film Picks Podcast. Fantastic. Maybe we'll have Fox back. Yeah, maybe we can get it. Yeah, because what is he? He's like on a family cruise. Is that yeah, where he is? A family vacation. He doesn't have time for us. He's doing a Griswold family vacation. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, 